And here we are. It's a podcast for professionals, believers, and genuine people looking for genuine conversation. My name is Kia Harris Hagren, and I'm your host. I'll be sharing information about nonprofits, faith, business, entrepreneurship, life, and much more. I'm so excited for you to be joining me. So we all want to be accepted, whether this is by our peers, by those who are in authority and positions of leadership, and especially if we're leaders ourselves, we want to be respected. And so if you are the supervisor or you are being supervised, you want to be accepted by the individuals, especially the ones that you encounter regularly. So the ones that are in your professional space, in your personal space on a regular basis, you're wanting to be accepted by them. And as leaders, we should want to be respected. Most importantly, we should want to be honored and honorable and have characteristics that are admirable versus burdening and those that are hindering to others and ourselves at the end of the day. But this can cross over into this level of people-pleasing, where it's constantly doing what you think that people will approve of, and it can limit us as leaders because thinking that, well, it's a possibility that this person is going to react in this certain way, so I'm not going to say this thing, or saying that, I am not going to do this thing because I believe that this will be the reaction of the person. Or I don't want to say the opposite of what everyone else is saying because of fear that it will be looked down upon. But what I can say from my experience is that people will honor and appreciate mostly the confident leader, the confident supervisor will honor that a new perspective is brought to their attention that the individual is sharing something that wasn't looked at or considered before. So they can be appreciative of those things. And if you have been around someone who has not been appreciative or has been intimidated about you raising a question or a different perspective, I would encourage you to still use your voice, to still be that person who provides an alternative perspective because that is needed. Authenticity is needed in the leadership space. And I don't want you to be discouraged from being authentic because someone didn't understand it or have the ability to receive it. They weren't in the mind space to receive something new, to receive that there is another leader on their team and it's okay for you to lead, to both lead in the same space. So when it comes to people pleasing, if you are someone who desires to please everyone, you essentially become a chameleon. And we can understand what a chameleon is, where it is on this reptile, is on certain items and in different environments, they will change their color in order to fit their environment. And so if we consider for chameleon-like leaders, we are changing ourselves to fit 
the environments that we're in and being like that of the reptile. So do you want to be a chameleon-like leader that constantly changes and flows with everything or someone who is structured and has their characteristics set in place, not in stone, but having the ability to instead say that firmly and respectfully, this is the way in which we're going to go. And I'd like to partner with you in this way in which we're going to go. Or I've made this decision based on these factors, and I hope we can move forward with this decision as a team. I hope we can move forward with this decision as a friend. And you want to make sure that there's an understanding that's there. So we shouldn't be the leaders that are chameleons and easily transform and move and sway with the environment or the people. In that environment, we should not be diminishing ourselves because of it either. So we should not be chameleons based on the needs, the desires, and the demands of others. So there are always going to be needs of others, but it's not that we should always meet those needs. Being a nonprofit leader, we have had a lot of individuals who have expressed their needs. And we always go back to our mission statement and say, well, this is this within the mission statement? Is this something we can do at this time? There are going to be the desires of others that are there as well when you're working with them. And it's not always that the desires of others match up with the desires that you have. And so you want to make sure that there is that alignment and that you're maintaining the values that you have. And then there can be the demand of others where they demand certain things about you and from you. This can also be based on their assumptions of you and the style in which they lead. I've encountered some leaders that believe that it is their language in an overall conversation that will lead to someone picking up what they need to change without directly saying it to them. I believe that those kinds of conversations about change and revisions and those kinds of things to advance the individual that is receiving the feedback should be addressed directly. And it shouldn't be something that is shared overall in a group in hopes that this individual is going to pick it up and that they're going to understand, oh, that statement was for me because it's often that the person will not know that the statement is for them. Or they may be asking the question, well, why wasn't this question addressed directly? So it's questionable if this statement that was made publicly was for me. If it is, why wasn't it addressed directly? It's also important as a leader to make sure you're not indirectly bringing others down, especially in public settings where you are sharing information about what happened with so-and-so. You're not sharing their name, but you're sharing the situation. And if they're in the room, that is disrespectful. I believe as a leader, it's important to not publicly bash individuals or demean individuals, even if they're not in this space. Bringing in an, up an example of what someone did and those roots can be from bitterness. You're bringing up the situation that happened in the past and sharing it as an example for others. And there's ways to share an example of how you were dealing with someone or 
interacting and engaging with someone and how the outcome is the way it is because of something you did. But we don't have to bash those individuals. We don't have to let that bitterness come out of our hearts or unforgiveness. And it's on public display because we didn't take a look in the mirror and say, I need to resolve this. So it doesn't start to be portrayed in everything that I do as a leader. And now people are seeing those roots of bitterness and unforgiveness that I have not settled with. So why should we not? People please, because it diminishes our value. You are a valuable person and I'm a valuable person. I say that confidently because I know who my creator is. But I also know when I'm able to bring to the table. But I'm also aware of I'm not everything. I have places I need to grow in, places I need to advance in. I am going to be a continual learner because I have not arrived and will never arrive. But I can continue to evolve. We want to be consistent as a leader. So if you are people-pleasing and constantly swaying here and there while individuals are saying, well, I need you to do this. Well, I have this idea. Well, I want this done and I have this demand. Then you're constantly swaying and you become a leader that's not consistent in their decisions, not consistent in their leadership style and their actions. So let's consider the consistency aspect of it as well. People-pleasing also leads to a lack of structure, which goes with that consistency. If you are constantly being swayed, then there's no structure to the team, no structure to the organization. And I'm not talking always about the seat of a CEO. I'm also talking about the teams you may have when you are in a professional space as well. It also can lead to not being respected. If someone on your team constantly says that, you can easily be swayed. And unfortunately, they may have this position of wanting to sway you easily, wanting to manipulate you. Then you would be that individual that they would eventually not respect because they know they can get their way. This is for the supervisors and CEOs and leaders I'm talking to now, that you want to consider how you're being viewed and respected. Seeing being seen as a go-with-the-flow leader, being swayed. But consider if you want to be the one who is always confident in what they say, very sure about what they're saying and the decisions that they're making, the one that takes time to make those decisions before they share what their decision is, the one that is going to know when to explain a decision and when not to explain a decision. But I do encourage you to share the decision that's being made and not have it so that the person is questioning, well, what was the decision? I didn't hear anything. Be that responsive leader that addresses those things. Because if you're not addressing those things, that other person is not confident. So if the leader's not confident and then the ones that they are leading and partnering with are not confident, you can imagine what that organization is going to look like. CEO, I'm talking to you. So let's get to the root. Let's get to the root of people pleasing. Where does it come from? Childhood situations and even situations you've had with your peers in childhood, but also parents and adults and 
authority figures and leaders in those spaces. The roots of a lot of what we experience today, if it's not conquered and cut, is related to the childhood experiences we've had. So early in my career, I would hold back from sharing things because I was overthinking about what they would say. So I wouldn't share things. And I started to notice how it impacted my work situations, my work environment. So because I chose not to speak up in certain situations, individuals, some would start to put their foot inch in the door. Well, the door is open. This Kia is someone who is going to say yes. So got my foot in the door and all this is other request. I know that it's not within working hours, but foot in the door just a little bit more. Oh, I know she's going to say yes. So let me do this. It's unfortunate that some leaders are not going to be considerate of certain things. I have learned in working in the corporate space that it's not always taking consideration of someone's time and honoring their time and honoring and respecting that. So let's be different than that. Let's not get bitter over the things that have happened to us. Let's instead be leaders that can be honorable leaders. Let's be leaders that do things differently than what has been done to us. So then I began to speak up more. And sometimes it meant that I was saying the opposite of others, what others were saying. And it wasn't because I was trying to do it intentionally. It was because I wanted to share a different viewpoint. And that wasn't always accepted. It was not always accepted. And I, at that time, didn't understand. But then I began to understand that it's so important for me to say what I have on my mind. It's okay if it's not accepted. But if I find that it's on various occasions that it's not accepted, that there's no ears to hear what I'm trying to say, no openness to hearing what I'm trying to say, then I will determine what my next step is because we are valuable leaders, are we not? And so I know my value and I will make sure that I am being valued in the space. And if I find that I'm not being valued in the space, I will determine and spend some time reflecting to determine if I'm going to be in that environment still. So we must see ourselves as valuable because you are indeed a valuable leader. So there are outcomes of people-pleasing that we don't want to get to. Overthinking, what is this person going to say? If I post this on social media, what's going to happen? If I say this thing, is this going to hinder my relationship in this workplace? If I say this as a leader, if I say no as a leader, what is this, am I going to look like? This overthinking is getting in your way. It is. It's getting in your way. Overthinking can hinder you. There should be a time limit on the things you dwell on in your mind. There should be time limits. And if there are no time limits, then you can imagine it goes from month to month, year to year, because you did not set an expiration date on that. It can lead to insecurity. So I don't know if I should say this thing because of X, Y, and Z. I don't know if I should do this. Overthinking leads to insecurity. And we're not going to be insecure leaders. We're going to be valuable leaders. We're going to be leaders that are honorable and leaders of integrity. 
can lead to your value being just diminished. We talked about those examples of your value being diminished if you're constantly swaying. Okay. All right. Yes, we can do that. Okay. And loss of true identity. Let's star that here. Because if you're losing your true identity, then you are easily swayed. You become a chameleon. You become someone who is ever-changing based on the environments they're in or the people they're around. So it's not true authenticity because constantly changing. So in order to not lose your true identity, you have to know what your true identity is. You have to know what it is about you. What are your values? What are the things you don't tolerate? What are the things that you need to work on as an individual? What are the things that are signature things about your identity that people resonate with, that are the core of who you are? You may ask individuals that are close to you about these qualities. I remember years ago, there was someone online, I believe, a leader online that I was watching, and he said that he began to ask individuals about his top qualities. And they began to share, and he was looking for commonalities, and he was also looking for things that he could share with his upcoming team, but also use it to, to reflect on himself. And so people would begin to send him things, and we would find the commonalities, common things within those areas. So you may consider asking this to individuals that are close to you that have unbiased opinions that have the ability to really understand you because people can be in your midst for years and still not understand you, but you know who your core people are that you can be presented to them. You can present a question like this to them and they can answer truthfully. They can answer truthfully and share, well, these are the top qualities that you have. These are the top areas that I feel when I'm around you. This can be another question. What is something? that you feel when you're around me. So how do we resolve this people-pleasing? Let it go. And this has to be intentional. Letting go of your people-pleasing. Knowing when the triggers are of people-pleasing are. So my trigger of people-pleasing used to be in team settings where I would say something and then overthink about how they interpreted it. And yes, that can be misinterpreted. And so I will follow up and provide clarity but to the point where you're constantly thinking about what the other people or person is thinking about using the weekend to think about these things when it happened on a wednesday needs an expiration date for your reflection time determine who we truly are as leaders this is important as well if you determine who you are as a leader then you don't easily sway and who we want to become so I have not arrived. I cannot say that I'm not going to learn about leadership anymore. I'm not going to learn about business and nonprofits anymore. I have not arrived. And so this is a journey into who I will become as a woman, as a leader, as a CEO. And your journey, whatever titles you have, positions you have, it's your journey. Consider our values and self-respect is another way in which we can make sure we resolve it. Know what your values are. Self-respect says that individuals should be taking consideration things about you 
and respecting you and being intentional about respecting you. Saying yes when you want to say yes and no when you want to say no. It's okay to say no when you truly don't want to do something. Because consider the result of you saying yes in a situation you wanted to say no. And you get in the situation that you said yes to. And now you have bitterness and regret. And you're wondering why you even decided to say yes in the first place. Don't set yourself up in those situations. Say no if you want to say no. It's okay to say no. I've said no multiple times as a leader. And I've explained why. And in some situations, not elaborated on why. It's just to know. But I like to share a bit about why it's no. For that individual to get clarity, to be upfront about things. And then finally, note the triggers. Note the triggers of your people pleasing so you can notice when it's coming up when you're in that setting and you're finding that people pleasing is just rising up. How can you make sure that you determine those triggers? Some of the triggers may be before a meeting. You're thinking about, okay, well, I know what the agenda is, thinking constantly about the topics and how to say it and which way to say it, and then thinking about, oh, well, how they interpret if I say this and all that. Say the thing. Say it respectfully and professionally. But say the thing. Make sure your voice is heard. Because it is often that some may see those who do not speak up as those who are not of value, as those who are not interested, as those who do not have value to add to the space. I can tell you from experience that early 20s, I was seen as this, where I didn't ask a lot of questions, where I was very quiet and realizing, looking back, that individuals didn't see me as I truly am because I didn't speak up as I should have. So we've had a lot of episodes on what's the real issue. Tell me about a topic you'd like me to discuss in regards to this series or any other series that we have on here and the topics that we have. As a reminder, we have topics that are categorized. So L for leadership, N for nonprofit. And so you can explore those topics. At any point you have a topic you'd like us to explore, email contact at kiaharris.com and an upcoming episode can be featuring the topic that you have. I also encourage you to leave a review. Leave a review, an honest review about this podcast so we can reach more people. So thanks for joining for this episode. So glad to be able to bring a video to you this time as well. And take care. <laughs>